Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Good morning, everyone. Good to be here and to see a joyful church. Uh, God has been good. I think it was such a wonderful time of, of worship, looking at the wonder of our King uh, and just, you know, beholding His beauty. Uh, and I believe everyone was blessed. Yeah, the time of ministry had an infilling in the Holy Spirit. As you know, I just believe there is an atmosphere for deliverance and freedom here. And as you sit, you know, sit wide open, uh, forgot to break some chains this morning. One of our greatest struggles and one of the enemy's biggest tools in our life is fear. And I'm sure there isn't a person in the room that has not experienced fear at some point of their lives. But there's actually a condition where people don't feel fear. That's actually a, a, a disorder, okay? Uh, where they don't, uh, they don't know even if you're, they're being hit by a truck, they won't feel fear. Not, uh, but otherwise, every single one of us have experienced this emotion called fear. And though we don't realize it, a lot of what we do, a lot of the decisions we take every day is motivated by fear. Behind a lot of our responses, our reactions, our life decisions, there is often fear that works to manipulate our decisions. Now as children, most of us as babies, they, you know, babies don't know fear, right? They know, they know only absolute trust. If you just look at a little baby, uh, three months, four months, they will only look adoringly uh, at the mom. You know, she's like God. Uh, she gives me everything I need. And she must be, you know, it doesn't matter what the mom is like. Uh, this baby is this absolute trust, absolute love, absolute, you know, knows no fear. As they grow up, as we grow up, we are taught fear. And I think one of the first things we're taught to fear is the cops, right? The policeman who's on the street who's going to, you know, rap you if you do something wrong. And then, you know, the poor cops have to work so hard to change that, right? Because everybody's afraid of them. We're taught to fear strangers. You know, don't go near them. Don't go, that could be, you know, the, uh, someone who'll kidnap you or someone who'll do something to you. We're taught to be afraid of our teachers. We are taught to be afraid of failure. Brought bad marks home, what's going to happen to you? What's going to be, or what's your life going to be like? Who's going to marry you? Who's going to give you a job? We are taught, oh, I need to be afraid of that. I need to be afraid of whether I'm going to get a job or not. I need to be afraid of whether someone's going to marry me or not. I need to be afraid of this, and I need to be afraid of that, and that, and that, and that, and that. And finally, we are surrounded by so many things that we need to be afraid of. And a lot of responses and decisions in life get based on these fears. But that is not the way God has created us to live. We look in the word of God, God seems to consistently come against this emotion of fear. And he says, do not fear. He's so strong against that that there must be something in this that we need to fix. You know, if we look at the beginning, the consequences of sin. Now we know uh, we were separated from the presence of God. Um, Adam was sold, sold himself as a slave to Satan. But another one of the results of the consequences of sin was that Adam was for the very first time gripped by an emotion he had never felt before. If you look in the word of God, the first recorded words of Adam after he fell was when God came looking for him. This first recorded, okay? May not be his first words. I don't know what he first told Eve. You know, I told you we shouldn't have done this. But the first thing written down was when the Lord asked him, Adam, where are you? And he said, I heard your voice and I was afraid and I hid from you. The very first thing that, that was different after the fall was this new emotion 
called fear. I was afraid of you and I hid. And God is taken by surprise there because this was not an emotion that God had created him with. It made him want to run away from God instead of running towards God. What do you think Adam's fears were? I'm going to throw it out to you. What was he afraid of? Why did he hide? Give me some thoughts. If you were Adam, he's, he hears God's voice. He was afraid because he, the word says because he was naked or exposed and he hid. What could he have been afraid of? Guilt. Yeah, he was, he felt, he was afraid of, he feared the guilt or he hid because of the guilt. What else? Fear of getting scolded by God. Fear of getting rejected. You know, what is God going to do to me? Fear of being punished by God. Right? Suddenly, all of those emotions and those fears gripped him. And these are the same emotions that grip so many of us even today. Till then, Adam was in the same state, right? He was still naked and exposed even before the fall. But he never felt afraid. After the fall, after he sold himself or gave himself up as a slave to Satan, he suddenly was conscious and aware of his of his nakedness or his... Till then, the glory of God was covering him. This love relationship that he had, perfect agape, perfect security, the love of God was so enough for him that he was just like that, you know, little baby that perfectly trusts. But when he broke the law of the Lord, the commandment of the Lord, suddenly aware of the, 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 the aloneness, the... Ship. It's like a little child who gets lost in a mall. We see, you know, Luna Mall every single day. I'm sure there are about at least at least a weekend about just ten kids who get lost there, right? The other day we were at the mall and we saw this kid screaming and just running through the corridor. Suddenly, you know, till then dad and mom were there, but now the child is lost and alone and doesn't, you know, intense fear. And I think one of us took the kid to the security and they try to help them. Find, they find the parent. Uh, Adam was covered by the presence of God, by the fellowship with the Father. And suddenly that lifts and he's exposed, he's vulnerable and he's afraid. And that fear made him run away from the presence of God instead of going towards God. And you know, many of us think, may think that God was angry with him and so pushes him out of the garden and, you know, it was like, get out of my garden, you know. But that's not what the Word of God says. So that is a um, misconception, or that's a wrong portrayal of the nature of God. The Word actually says in Genesis 3.22, The Lord God said, man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life, therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden. It was to protect him and not to punish him that God ends up sending him out of the Garden. Because now he had got an awareness that he couldn't handle. He got an awareness of good and evil that he's not supposed to have yet. And he's a slave to Satan and sin. He can't handle this knowledge if he eats of the tree of life, he's going to be stuck in this place forever and there is no salvation for him. We must stop him from eating the tree of life. And so God sends him out of the garden and if you know, if, you know, if death had not worked, Christ could not suffer, take our place on the cross. But the tree of life is kept in heaven for those who will overcome. Amen? So it's not that God does not want us to partake. We were created to be partaking of it, actually. God never told Adam, don't eat of the tree of life. He only told him, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because you can't handle it yet. So we, you know, we, we misunderstand the whole nature of God. And we are afraid and run away from him instead of running towards him. So today, I want to just zero in on fear what it looks like, what it does to us, and what the word of the Lord has to say about fear. You know, the enemy is one of his, he just, you know, he operates, we see, at least I think, 
he operates the most with this weapon what is fear it's that uneasy feeling that you have at the threat of impending danger you feel that there is a situation that's dangerous okay something is going wrong and immediately there is an uneasiness some you may have a slight raise of your heart rate or you know some physical uh, symptom can be there but over the years sometimes they get masked and there's there's some kind of an uneasy feeling when you know that something bad is going to happen that's how one of the dictionary definitions of fear is fear comes in a lot of shapes and sizes they say today fear and anxiety disorders affect 30% of the adults at some point in life that's actually a huge number and i think this is this is very very under uh, under reported or underestimated i'm sure the numbers are way way more this is recorded uh, you know data i'm sure it's way more than that why because it started at the garden of eden now we have these obvious fears like phobias uh, you know you name it uh, i think there's a whole there'll be whole a huge list of the kind of phobias uh, some really crazy phobias that people have uh, but the common ones fear of heights which is supposed to be the most common uh, fear of the dark fear of closed spaces fear of spiders a lot of the women here i'm sure cockroaches all of them fall in the same category uh, but there are a lot more subtle fears fear of rejection fear of failure fear of death fear of sickness fear of accidents fear of poverty all kinds of uh, subtle fears that we operate in on a very very daily regular basis but we don't realize that it's a fear we are operating out of because we've got so used to that fear being there and so used to having that as a part of us that we don't realize that we are actually in bondage to fear what does the word of the lord say about fear second timothy 1:7 says fear is a spirit okay fear is a spirit there is a spiritual force that works behind fear when when there is a situation that can create anxiety and you grab hold and agree with that the spiritual world is waiting for anyone who will buy the fear to get into them so there is it is a spirit second timothy 1:7 says god has not given us a spirit of fear but of power of love and of a sound mind okay so this is god's plan for us the spirit of fear is not god's plan for us but god's plan for us is for us to walk in power for us to walk in aggressive love and for us to have a sound mind secondly the word tells us fear is a bondage romans 8 verses 15 says you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear but you've received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out abba father so the the opposite of the spirit of fear is the spirit of adoption which means i am not afraid because i know whose son and whose daughter i am the spirit it says here we did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear fear is a spirit fear is a bondage wherever whatever part of your life you working in fear you're bound there and what is how does the bondage work you know whatever we uh, submit to uh, keeps us bound now in 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 the scripture there's this word called strongholds i'm sure many of us are very aware of that word in military language a stronghold of an enemy or a stronghold of a military power is a place where they have established presence and power which means that is their zone and that is a zone of great advantage for them that's a stronghold it's not just like any battlefield it's there if they're fighting from the stronghold they're sure to win right we talk about elections right it's a stronghold of this party or a stronghold of that party i mean it's like they're definitely going to win in that place 
The enemy is looking to build strongholds in all of our lives. How does he build his strongholds? 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 4 and 5. Paul tells this to the Corinthian church. Okay, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down imaginations or arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ the strongholds start with a thought every thought you think can either be truth or it can be lie now if you you take the thought now the the truth where does the truth come from God and God's word, okay? Truth is from his word. The enemy throws his lies, okay, like flaming arrows. And you are the naive, gullible person in between. And the the arrow came and the lie came and you took it. And he and he realizes that you are responding to that lie. So he throws another one. And you took that too. And you are chewing on that and every and he begins to build on that one thought for example like i said he's a father of lies so he'll sit with you and he will speculate with you about your future this is what it looks like you see yourself where you are now you're a mess and the future looks really bleak you are never going to make it look at those guys they have it all right they got the they got the job they got the money they got the house they got the but you for you you don't got anything and he watches your reaction and he sees your faces sulking she bought it let me put some more now start imagining and then you're going to do be doing then you're going to get a job and then you're going to be a failure you're never going to make it and then you get married to some person and then you're going to fail in that as well and then the why even bother you might as well just give up and we buy the thoughts we build imaginations and in those imaginations the enemy comes establishes his presence and his power and makes it a stronghold and then we struggle with depression we struggle with anxiety because we're not able to fight against the established stronghold it all started with one thought it may have been something someone said to you you know the enemy just loves using the words of people somebody passed by and said some smart comment and you're there stuck and he will be your best friend at that time okay come and tell you you know how could they do that How could he everybody always does this to me? I'm always the one. They never say this to them. Everybody does this to me. You know, self-pity. And do we the how do you know it is a lie? How do you differentiate a lie from the truth? By exposing yourself to enough truth. There's otherwise there is no way you can discern a thought whether it is a lie or whether it is a truth. It has to be the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth who has to tell you child that's a lie that's not what my word says about you i call you blessed highly favored i have a plan for you i've given my spirit inside of you but when those things come you're like no i don't believe that i believe this this is easier to believe especially young people you know i'm really praying that god will raise up a generation not that the you know those of us who consider ourselves older should be out of this but you know really passionate to see our young people walk free of fear and anxiety and walk in faith knowing the god that we serve don't wait till you're 40 to figure god out you know many of us had encounters with god at 16 and 17 were passionate about reading the word filled ourselves with the truth of god and you know were just have seen how god has moved in our lives you know situations you know hard times will come for everybody 
And let me tell you, young people, whatever the world says, whatever you think, we, we will all have difficult times. We don't want to make uh, you know, a generation that is, uh, doesn't know how to handle Goliath. David was a young boy when he had to face his first giant. We want to raise you up to, to be giant killers. Amen. Don't have to be 40 before you kill your first giant. You've got to start, start young. Read the word. Chew on it. Ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, where's the lie? I want to break every lie that works in my mind because every lie that you're thinking upon, you're chewing upon, is building up as an imagination and as a stronghold. Strongholds are hard to break. Okay? The Holy Spirit has to, you know, it's hard work, so you might as well start with the thought. The thoughts are easier to overcome, and if you break it down thought by thought, you will overcome the str- I wish I could just, you know, we could pray it off and break every stronghold, but it doesn't really work that way. The brain becomes wired differently when you have entertained lies for many years. I'll get into that uh, in a bit. So, so the enemy hides inside these destructive patterns of thinking and operates out of that. Okay? So fear is from the kingdom of darkness. It is not from God. Fear in any form. So I'm not talking about being wise, being careful, you know, uh, thinking about a situation before you get into something. But if the emotions of fear, of stress, of anxiety, of panic, you know, if that's coming up, that is not from the Lord, that is from the kingdom of darkness. Fear opposes every truth in the kingdom of God. So what happens, what are the effects of fear? Uh, You know, I I think many of us have heard of uh, the neuroscientist Caroline Leaf. Yeah, if you haven't, you know, she's a Christian neuroscientist who's done uh, years of research uh, of the brain uh, and has studied, you know, meditation of the word and the effect of negative thinking. So she has, you know, they have done functional MRI scans in the people uh, whose brains, who, in people who have, you know, negative, uh, who living in negativity. And they found out the brain actually looks very different from someone who is meditating and chewing on and staying in the word of God and in faith. Standing firm. So what she's, she describes it like those brains of people when you're filled with negativity and fear. The brain neurons are wired and it looks like a, a dried up tree. You know, because see, the fear response in the body, if you know, it's a, it's a protective response to help you fight a stressful situation, right? It's meant to come up when you're in, you're in a dangerous situation you, and adrenaline come, kicks in and a lot of systems in your body just shape up at that time to help you run. You know, it's that thing that, you know, when you're crossing the road and there's a car coming and you jump out before you thought about jumping back. So that is your fear response. But those chemicals are not great for your body over a long time. So the one-off thing is great because that's how God has designed us. But if you're perpetually living in anxiety, negativity, and fear, over time those chemicals destroy the neurons around them, and those act on different parts of the body, weaken your immune system, cause heart disease, can cause, known to cause cancer, GI problems, ulcers, you know, almost every organ in your body can get affected. Because God has not created us to be living in the fear zone. It can affect your memory. You know, uh, when, you're in, when you're afraid, it's hard to learn things. So especially for the moms, I know moms are not going to like me for this, uh, but inflict, and, and the teachers, there are teachers here as well, you know, inflicting fear and negativity is not going to help the kids remember. It's not beating them up and getting them to study. The fear itself shuts off their, you know, the hippocampus is the part of the brain that converts short-term to long-term memory and helps you remember. You're afraid your hippocampus is, is down. So the child has to work extra hard to overcome your fear as well as, you know, figure this thing out. Yeah? So 
learning and memory, you know, you get, your memory gets affected if you're constantly in a state of fear, which is why I think often children who, who go through, you know, stressful situations at home, they don't do so well in school, right? So there's probably a, a bigger story behind every kid who's, who, who may be struggling. The processing of the brain, even decision-making, if you're afraid, there's a higher chance you're going to make wrong decisions. How you process information, how you're able, when you're peaceful and you calm yourself down, you're, you're better, you're in a better chance of making a good decision. And another thing that fear does is when I'm afraid, I spread the fear. I will influence everyone else around me also to panic, right? You know, in class, when one kid is afraid, oh, I'm not scared. Why am I not scared? I should be scared like that kid. Oh, I should also, let me also panic, right? You end up, uh, parents, if you, if you know, I know uh, when the kids were small, fear is a very effective tool to make the person do what you want them to do, right? Especially children. Uh, and fear is, you know, gets them to obey really fast, right? Once, once back, one strong word and immediately they're frozen, right? But... Finally, I realized that more than motivating them, the, what was happening was that they were, they were just having more and more fear. And I realized, okay, fear is a great, quick motivator, but it's not doing good to them. Why? Because they're getting afraid of just of things that I didn't even tell them to get afraid of. Because it is a spirit. And it comes in, it brings a couple of others more, and then says, be afraid of all of this together. And so, you know, especially in their studies, it started just changing the, the, the motivation. It stopped being how much you're going to get and how well you're going to do. It's, it doesn't matter. Uh, you are blessed. You're highly favored. Whatever you get. And uh, I remember my Chris, Chris would say when she was in school and she gets her marks. When this, you know, her friends are anxious. Oh, I'm going to show my mom this. And she would have probably got much less. But said, uh, and she's chill. So she's like, your mom won't shout at you. Because we trained them and said, your, does not matter how much, how well you do or not. None of us are here because we did great in school. The Lord's blessing and the Lord's favor will be what will get you where God wants to get you. We as, I think as the church, let us not raise up our children with a fearful mindset like the world does. At our school, our children be different. Let them not have to be afraid of the exams they're going to face. Let them be trained to go for the exam and say, however I do, my God is with me. And my future is blessed whether I do this well or whether I don't. Amen? Because I'm blessed and highly favored. However it is, the Lord will open a door. You know, that's what we tell our kids. Uh, however you are, we want you to work hard. We want you to do well. We want you to learn to be disciplined. You may not be able to finish everything, but that's fine. Discipline yourself. But it is the Lord who will open the doors for you, for your job, for your future. It is not going to be these you know, marks or whatever. This is the Lord who is supernaturally at the time you're in that place, your doors will open. We prophesy that over our children. And we encourage us all as parents to do that. Say what God says to your children. You know, we don't have to inflict fear. We train them to work hard. We because we don't want another generation that has to deal with fear. Come on. We don't want another generation that is gripped by fear of future and anxiety and depression. Young people shouldn't have to be going through it. Can we as the church stand up and begin to prophesy over them and say, this is what God says. Do not fear. I am with you. Amen. Yeah, amen. I just pray that our little children will be another whole, you know, Joshua generation. And their friends will say, how can you be so cool? How can you be so peaceful when everyone around you is stressed? And they know that God is with them. They know that their future is blessed. Amen. So we want to break some of those mindsets, right? So when we are afraid, we pass the fear on. Fear destroys relationships. When we're full of fear and anxiety, we're afraid of people. We don't know how to get into close relationships. We want only superficial relationships. We're only safe if people are at a very safe distance from us. Don't come near. Why? Again, like Adam, you'll see the mess I am. You'll reject me. You'll hate me. You'll walk away from me. So I don't want to get hurt. Everybody stay away. Fear, that's not the way God has created us to live. So fear keeps us away from deep relationships. Makes us defensive. Anyone corrects you? Who are you to say that to me? 
you know i know who i am blah 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 afraid of what rejection fear keeps us distant fear keeps us demanding i'm afraid i'll lose the relationship so i i you know i just claim more and say give me more give me more give me more more time more this more that why fear behind a lot of the things that we call our problems there is there may be some kind of a spirit of fear that works what is the antidote for fear 1 john 4:18 you know for me these uh, i thought i was pretty good about fear you know there's no i'm i'm until i can handle fear i can stay peaceful till a couple of months ago some stuff uh, you know came a little unsuspectingly for me i i saw myself going back into fears that you know i thought were done and dealt with right from my childhood opened up like a pandora's box for me literally and i started feeling the anxiety and i could feel my heart rate going up i had not experienced this in a long long time i said lord i thought all this was gone you know born again filled with the holy ghost and the holy spirit just revealed to me a whole new level of uh, of fears that i was walking in and over the last many months these verses have been you know i've just held on to them and uh, that's what i want to impart okay over over the church this morning 1 john 4:18 there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment but he who fears has not been made perfect in love if there is an element of fear operating anywhere that means there is a lack of love and i talk about love the word here is the word agape agape is the unconditional never ending never changing love of god you know one john verses chapter 4 verses 8 uh, says he who loves not knows not god for god is agape god is agape he doesn't have agape he doesn't feel agape he is agape god is love every fiber every iota of who he is is love he cannot be anything but love because that's who he is and the word says that perfect love drives out fear if love and fear were placed together in a battle the agape of god will always win amen whatever your fear is however big if the fear is there that means agape is not but if agape comes in it drives out fear amen is that is that you know if we if we understand that the two can't live together if i'm walking in perfect love then there's no place for fear fear has torment yeah for for those of us who know or who, who battle with fear in any form it's tormenting and it's because it wants to make you a slave to it but there is no fear in love you know i would think lord i want to be you know fearless like like jesus you know jesus like first to be was saying you know in the storm and he's sleeping he's not afraid of the storm he's not afraid of the taxes he's not afraid of lack he's not afraid that he doesn't have a big house or a big car he has no house and no car but he's not afraid why because he's perfectly loved by the father when he stands before pontius pilate when he stands before herod he's still not afraid when their 600 soldiers come to arrest him he's still not afraid because he's perfect love and there's no place for fear when you're perfect love so what is the thing to fix 
when you're battling with fears, not necessarily to go against every fear, though we must. The real thing that we really need is to get or receive the unconditional, the agape of God. If I'm walking in fear somewhere, I have believed a lie that God does not love me. God loves me enough to deliver me from hell or to save, give me, you know, eternity in heaven. But I'm not sure he loves me enough to get me out of this thing I'm going through. And so I have to be afraid because I'm not secure in the love of the Father. So the four things in these verses that tells us is one is if there is love, there is no fear. So if there is fear, that means it is love that is lacking. Perfect love, if love and fear are face to face, I want us to know perfect love is powerful. See, fear is powerful as a motivator, but love is even more powerful. Think with fear, you know, for those who are, who parents will know, fear is a quick way to get your children to obey. But love is a hard way. And love is a longer way, but love also lasts longer. If you're always using fear to motivate sooner or later, you will lose. So the enemy uses fear to cripple us, to paralyze us, to oppress us. But God refuses to use fear because he is love. And he will always motivate us with love. And I think it will be easier for God, right, to scare us about hell. If you're going to go to hell, you might as well believe in me. You know, I died for you, just, just, just believe in me and come to heaven. But that's not him. He can't do that because he is love. And love will always give you a free choice. Satan will not. Satan uses fear to keep you as a captive, to keep you in bondage. But love will set you free and say, now you choose. I love you and I want you to choose to walk with me. But that's the harder, longer road. Parents, which especially with, you know, as we have teenagers as children, you, the way we could get them to obey when they're two and three, we can't do that anymore, right? Those of us who have grown up children, you have to, you have to shift uh, gears then. It has to be honor and it has to be love or else you will lose them. You lose them. That's exactly what God does with us. He gives us the free choice and he says, choose. You choose. Choose life. Choose, choose love. I will not force you because I don't use fear to control. The enemy uses fear to get us to do what he wants. What is the way out? You know, we must come to a place where we go on and say, I don't want any kind of fear operating in my life. I don't know what that thing is that you, you may be afraid of. Just preparing for this sermon last week, I found two instances where my response was fear. And the Holy Spirit said, there you go again. You're stepping out of perfect love. I am in control. And I love you. And I am not going to, I'm not going to desert you. You know, because things happen and immediately we speculate. This goes like that. And that goes there like that, and that happens totally out of control. And then we are afraid. And then we start to plan. Okay, I gotta do this, and I gotta stop that, and I gotta make this happen, and that happen. And finally, I'm anxious. Because nothing is under my control. I can do nothing to change any of these things that I'm speculating about. But instead, if I step into the love zone, and I say, okay, things are going out of control, but I'm loved. I'm secure. God has seen it. God knows what's going to happen. God will give me the wisdom to handle it, to not be afraid and control, but to love and to choose what is right. And that, you know, you have to take that step back and step out of giving in to fear. We have to say, I don't want fear in any form to work in my life. Amen. Young people, especially, you know, you, we, we want to, God is raising up a generation of Joshua's and of David's. Come on, you guys are giant killers. And if the enemy is lying to you about, especially about your future, I especially want to hit that one. Let's just rise up to our feet.
as the holy spirit just works in us especially about if you're thinking that it is your ability that's going to secure your future you're wrong it's the grace of the lord that will do for you exceedingly abundantly above what you or can think or imagine you have you know your mind can only think so much but god's plans are way bigger you do what you have to you study hard you do well but the lord is going to open doors for you as you walk in faith that you have not imagined even possible lord i just want to break that fear of failure i want to break that fear of the future I want to break that fear that comes what's going to happen what's going to happen i need to fix this i need to step in lord we forget that we lord are loved by a heavenly father right now holy spirit lord i pray that you will expose every place that fear is operating lord in our church in our family oh this is the family of god this is the family the lord has placed together in this home we want to say no fear in in this home we want to say no fear no fear no fear we receive the perfect love of god which is more powerful than any fear that we have been walking in holy spirit lord i pray you expose the strongholds of fear in the lives of your people right now spirit of god expose the first thing to overcome your fear is to identify it is to identify it and know that this is what i am afraid of is it fear of rejection is it fear of what your friends will say and think is it fear of what the family is going to say is it fear of being rejected by people that has gripped you all your life that you don't know how to trust you don't know how to love because you're so afraid of of rejection holy spirit i pray you expose that lie in the name of jesus expose that lie that lord they are not loved you're already loved by heavenly father he has accepted you and no one can reject you the father accepts you lord i want to pray expose every fear in every form fear of the future fear of fear of losing out on on what god has for you some of us are afraid of how our marriages are going to turn out some of us are afraid of what things are going to be like 10 years from now afraid you know maybe i don't know i see i see property issues i see you're afraid of what's going to happen you're here and there you know every one of those fears is not working for you you cannot you cannot work anything out by being afraid holy spirit expose those fears that are gripping your people expose the lie behind it expose the orphan spirit behind those fears that the love of god move in that the love of the father move in perfect love drives out fear perfect love drives out fear lord let love move in let love move in let love fill our hearts lord let love the love of god fill every space of our heart i'm loved I'm loved. When I'm loved, I don't have to be afraid. I'm loved. I'm loved by the Father. I'm loved. Perfect love casts out fear. Drives out fear. Kicks out fear. Perfect love. Let perfect love, love of God come and Father, I pray against those strongholds, those lies of the enemy against your nature, Father, against the nature of God. The enemy has been lying to many saying God does not love you God does not care for you if he did this wouldn't happen to you break the power of that lie in the name of Jesus Lord I just declare over this family we know and we believe that God is agape God is agape God is love God is love God loves me God loves me God loves me. He loves me and my future is blessed. My future is secure. My future is in his hands. 
and the enemy can't do anything to destroy I am love I am love perfect love perfect unconditional unconditional love drives out drives out drives out fear or fear of rejection Holy Spirit I pray break that stronghold in the name of Jesus 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 your job your what you're doing it does not define you it does not decide how loved you are how accepted you are you are loved you are Lord, I break the power of insecurity insecurity I'm not good enough comparing ourselves with the with people around us break that fear there's fear behind it you think you're just insecure the roots of fear the roots of fear and the antidote is love the antidote is love love of god overflow wash over you lord the hearts and minds of your children oh reframe restructure our brains lord. oh break those mindsets of fear oh holy spirit lord as we commit to rejecting the lies oh we repent lord for believing those lies we repent for believing those lies we repent for not knowing the truth that sets us free we repent lord forgive us that we haven't taken enough time lord to know and learn the truth that we so quickly believe the lie so easily believe the lie and forget the truth that you are love 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 and that as a blanket just rest over your church the love of god lord this morning i just pray for the schemes of the enemy against us lord today let's lord let them be exposed and broken and i pray even fear of relationships fear of of getting close to people fear of fear that's making people stay away from one another fear that's making people Lord, put on a, a, an exterior that looks great but struggling on the inside not a, afraid to trust afraid to trust i break that fear in the name of jesus i break that fear in the name of afraid to trust perfect love cast out fear we will be a people that are not afraid to love we will be a people that are not afraid to be ourselves because it doesn't matter who rejects us we know we are loved by the heavenly father it's okay if they reject me it's okay it's okay because he loves he loves he loves it's okay if they reject me it's okay nothing's going to happen they may say stuff about you that's okay father loves you father loves you. Father loves you, it's all you need. Lord, fear, fear in relationships between parents and children, siblings, Lord, friends. Fear, Lord, to trust the leaders, those in authority. Break it down, Lord, this morning. Break down those walls. Break down the, those, those walls that the enemy has built up. Break down those strongholds of lies, Lord. Oh, I just pray again. Lord strong and healthy relationships that we will truly Lord be one yes Lord holy spirit just just believe such a breaking down of of walls of fear not afraid not afraid not afraid not afraid i'm not afraid i'm not afraid i know i can be myself amen don't have to put on a don't have to be anybody else i know i'm not like that person or that person but it's okay This is just plain old me and he loves me. I don't have to be anybody else. I can't do what they do and I can't do what they do but that's okay. I'm good. Father loves me. Father loves me. Father is oh, so secure. So say break down those walls, holy God. Performance. Oh, break it down, Lord. Jesus didn't have to perform for the Father to love him. Break down all oh, the pressure to perform. the pressure to perform the pressure to be good enough the pressure to be right enough righteous enough holy enough there's no pressure we are holy because he loves us we are righteous because he loves us we are righteous because he sanctifies us amen oh there's no pressure to do what is right 
We do what is right because we love Him and because He loves us. Holy Spirit, Lord, work in work, Lord. Break down walls. Break down chains, Lord. Let your people go out of here free. Free, Lord. Oh, I just see people stepping out of chains that you came in with. Chains that you walked in with. They were around your legs of fear. The enemy was gripping you with the fear of this and the fear of that. And those chains where we leave them here in the name of Jesus. They drop here in the name of Jesus. You walk out of here free of fear. You walk out of here free of those chains. They don't come back on you again. You are the church. You are the bride of Jesus. You are the body of Christ. No chains on the body of Christ. No chains on the bride of Jesus. The bride of Jesus is free. The bride of Jesus is loved. The bride of Jesus is powerful. Amen. The bride of Jesus has a sound mind. The bride of Jesus is not insecure. She's not looking for affirmation. She's secure. She's loved. She's whole. And she's holy. That's the bride of Jesus. The enemy takes your hand off. Take your hand off the bride. Take your hand off the bride. Take your hand off the bride. Take your hand off the church. Take your hand off the children of God. They're powerful. They're powerful. Oh, they're powerful. They're powerful. They're powerful. Powerful children of God. Not bound by fear. Not bound by fear. Powerful. 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 Children of God. Children of God. Powerful. Powerful. For listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wicc.in.